This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. This is our post-match show. It's going to be a review of the moments of madness day after. Emilio is on with me. We're going to be talking about focusing a lot on the fallout of what happened yesterday, Emilio. We're going to be talking all about that. We also have some breaking news from the FA on Twitter from FA spokesperson. I'm going to be sharing that in just a bit. But before we do that, before I go to Emilio, as always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And uh, I just want to mention that we're just going to be going for about a half hour on this show. Emilio has some things to get off his chest. I still do as well. <laughs> and like I said, we're going to comment on the breaking news that we just saw on Twitter in just a bit. But before that, Emilio, I'm going to go to you first. You and I have talked off air that we're going to focus more on the moments of madness, which is fine. I want to get your raw reaction to what happened. Obviously, we could talk a little bit, if you want, about how Fulham played before the moments of madness. And I'm calling moments because it's not just one. It's several that if you encapsulate everything that happened. So I'm going to go to you first. Just give me your opening thoughts, Amelia. Look, it's... You know, I was, I've been away the last few days, so I, I flew back into the UK um, earlier this afternoon and watching a game abroad, you know, getting, you know, obviously I had time to, you know, I was on my own with my wife and we just, just I was watching a game and 70 minutes in control, deservedly leading, maybe should have been two goals up. And then suddenly just, just all hell broke loose, to be honest. And I think nobody, nobody could believe what they were watching. But to be honest with you, just when, just watching it live at the time, that behaviour was unacceptable. I can't condone that type of behaviour by members of our club. To be honest, as far as I'm concerned, Marcus Silva and Mitrovic, you cost us that game yesterday. And I want you both to apologise to the fans that travelled up there and made time and effort and spent a lot of money to go and cheer the fans on. I don't... Fulham fans, I've seen a lot of commentary from Fulham fans on Twitter, you know, saying, well, the referee this, the referee that. That's bloody shit. As far as I'm concerned, excuse my... I don't normally swear, Russ, but... It's okay. It's not good enough 
that your manager and your top scorer and you know will prevent will probably be our record goal scorer at some point behave like that in front in a global stage in a quarterfinal of an FA Cup with a semi-final beckoning and you behave like that that's disgusting I was embarrassed as a Fulham fan yesterday watching that behavior and I don't care the circumstances leading up to it referee this referee that VAR decisions you do not attack referees whichever player you are whichever manager you are whether you're a good manager or a bad manager whether it's a Fulham manager or a Liverpool manager I don't care big clubs get the decision small clubs don't that's no you do not treat officials in that way and as far as I'm concerned whatever punishment the club gets Mitrovic gets Marco Silva gets I hope it's significant and they learn from it because I can't condone that behavior I was embarrassed last night and to see our club dominating for 70 minutes on the world stage and getting a lot of plaudits to suddenly two to three minutes of madness. We were an embarrassment to the world last night after that, those incidents. And I can't accept that. I was, I was disgusted, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, Emilio, it's been 24 hours for me. And I did a show literally 10 minutes after the match Mm -hmm. ended and it was difficult to do, but I wanted to do it. I want to get a lot off my chest. And it's funny because I thought I would feel a lot different 24 hours later. I would calm down from that, but I don't think I have, Emilio. I, I no. think I still feel similar to you, meaning that I've seen all kinds of commentary coming from England yeah. about this incident. And it's funny because we all want Fulham to get more recognition in the media. I know I do. Not this yeah. way, my friend. The no. fact this is one of the only times I can remember that Fulham are getting more notoriety than Manchester United, but for all the wrong reasons. And I think that's the disappointment that I have. As you mentioned, I said on full-time Emilio, they were the better club, Hmm. better team. They outplayed them so much in that match. And for just a couple of minutes, as you said, you can really nail it down to 60 seconds. Everything changes. And that to me is just something that is hard for me to stomach. I can stomach a mistake. I can stomach what William did. Okay. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. We can all live with things happening. It's what happened after that. Yeah. Like you said, from Marco Silva, from Alexander Mitrovic, it is just, it's unacceptable. It's yeah. just not what we should be expecting from mm-hmm. our club. And I've said this and I'm going to say it again, Emilio, before I go through and read the comments that are on Twitter, the actual statement that's on Twitter from FA spokesperson. I'm going to read it because it's pretty damning. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just go right here and I'm going to answer the question that I asked yesterday. I want your thoughts before we go to this. Should the club consider taking action against Silva and Mitro? And I'm going to say yes. I said it yesterday. Someone actually put a comment on the show saying this. And I, my initial reaction was, yes, they should. I don't know what that entails. If you're asking me to really break down what I think it should be, I think it should at least be a fine, Emilio. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of message has to be sent yeah. to Mitro and also to Marco Silva. If the club feels that they need to do more than that, so be it. I agree with you. I think the club should have Marco Silva and Mitro both apologize on the Fulham website 
on Twitter, on everything. I think they should do that. So there are several things that the I think the club should do. The club should take action here, Emilio. Do you agree with me? Hundred percent, a thousand percent, a million percent. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care. You know, whenever Marco Silva done you know, promotion last year, great brand of football. We've done excellently this season. Mitrovic with all his goals last season and every season for us. But no one, everyone's, we're all human. We make mistakes. These guys have made mistakes in the last 24 hours and they have to apologise for that. That behaviour is unacceptable. By not apologising and the club not taking appropriate action entails that basically it was acceptable what they did. Forget, like I said, forget the fact that decisions didn't go their way. That's life. In football, things don't always go in favour of the smaller clubs. We know that. And we've, right. we've suffered off the back of that many times. That doesn't mean it's like okay to go and push an official, isn't it? It's not okay to tell an official where to go. If you don't like the official, he doesn't do, make the right decisions. There's a time and a place to, to take action, not in a world stage during the middle of a game when you're leading 1-0, you've got the world watching you on the, on, you know, on, on, the, on the TV, in the stadium, you've got kids watching. For the football club, it's okay for kids to watch that behaviour from your two leading figures at the club. No, it's not okay. So I want the club to take action. Whatever that may be, probably be a fine. But yeah. the club has to stand firm here and says no one is. I've said this before. Nobody is bigger than the club. Marco Silva's not bigger than a club. Mitrovic is not bigger than the club. The club will survive beyond these two people. So by not taking action, it means basically the club have accepted what they did was was okay. And I don't I don't agree with that. I'm bitter, and I will be bitter until appropriate action is taken. You know, okay. And if anyone is on the show now thinking it's okay that what they did. You should, you're a disgrace to the club as well. Okay, very good, Emilio. All right. And we're going to be talking about some of the talk that's been in the media today about what they believe is appropriate. There have been some wide variety of opinions on how long Mitro's ban should be. But I'm going to now go and I'm going to share this with everyone who's watching live and yourself, Emilio. The statement that's from FA spokesperson on Twitter, and it's everywhere now. So hopefully, if you haven't seen it, you can see it on the show. So I'm going to be sharing this with everyone right now. And I'm just going to go through it. Here it is. This is from the Twitter account FA spokesperson. Regulation and discipline update. Fulham, Marco Silva, and Alexander Mitrovic have been charged following the incidents that took place in or around the 72nd minute of their tie against Manchester United in the FA Cup on Sunday, March 19th. It's alleged that Marco Silva used abusive and or insulting words and or gestures and or behavior towards the match referee that he used abusive and or insulting words towards the fourth official prior to his dismissal and that he also used abusive and or insulting words and or gestures and or behavior towards the fourth official after being sent off. It's further alleged that in throwing a water bottle in the direction of the assistant referee, his behavior was improper. The FA has claimed that the standard punishment which would otherwise apply for Alexander Mitrovic for the sending off offense of violent conduct that he committed towards the match referee is clearly insufficient. In addition, Alexander Mitrovic's behavior and or language was allegedly 
improper or and or abusive and or insulting and or threatening following his dismissal. It's also alleged that Fulham failed to ensure its players conducted themselves in an orderly fashion. Okay, Emilio, that's a lot. Give me your thoughts on what I just shared. Good. That's what I say at the end of the day. It's it's the FA have I'm gonna, you know, Marco Silva, dis, disgraceful, right? I know he's got a hot temper. And you know, some you know, sometimes, you know, we're not we're not the soft Fulham team that we were for many seasons on you know under Parker and previous managers. We don't, you know, at the end of the day, there's a reason why we've probably got one of the highest number of um, yellow cards in, in the country because of you know we're not we're not the small soft Fulham team that we used to be, which I like but we have to tone things down a bit and yesterday sorry he he overstepped the mark you know there's 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 time and a place to tell the referee where to go you don't tell him in public during the game on the pitch in front of a world stage you know not not acceptable there's no there's no two ways about it so he should get whatever fine is appropriate you know that's not for me to comment on. And Mitrovic, there's all speculation whether it's going to be five match, ten match. It's it's likely not to be three based on that statement. The more likely to be six, seven, maybe even eight. Maybe the FA will make a make a, a statement of fact because there have been too many scenarios in the last few years where you know referees have been come under a lot of verbal attack. Not physical in, in recent times, but there's been a lot of verbal attack. And maybe the referees aren't protected enough, and maybe they're going to make an example of Mitrovic and say, look, you've you've got you've overstepped the mark here. Now I don't care whether it's any player who does that should be punished. The fact that, unfortunately, it's one of our players and one of our best favourite players is a disappointing. That's why I'm angry, to be honest with you. There's no need for to do that. We've, you've conceded a penalty. 1-1, one, one, you're still in the tie. Why have we got? Why have we gone OTT? And that's what I can't understand. It's not like you've lost in the 94th minute, you've lost a final, you've lost qualification to Europe or something. You've, you've, you've 20 minutes to go, 1-1, one, one, yes, you might be a man down. You're still in the tie, for goodness sake. Why have we gone OTT? That's what I can't, you know, hot blooded, you know, these Euro, these Serbians and Portuguese, you know, they've, they've all got their hot bloods and their hot tempers and got the better of them. But that behaviour, sorry, is not good enough. So uh, whatever they get will be deserved as far as I'm concerned. You know, we, we can't defend those actions. And if anyone on this show is watching and says what they did is appropriate, I want them deleted and blocked for us. Because that, that is not, you're going to, any person on this show watching this show now goes and attack a transport worker, a shop worker and you think it's acceptable you get arrested and you get you get fined or you get punished appropriately this is no different this is a world stage quarter final of match god knows how many, how many millions of people the match went out to and to show our club being belittled and humiliated by these actions sorry not good enough okay very interesting stuff what i also want to talk about emilio is the very end of this right. and this is something that we've talked about prior, and I think it's also – I'm glad that you mentioned that Fulham are not a pushover, that they play mm -hmm. tough. That's the reason why you have all these yellow cards. But I think that there's a line that you should not be yeah. crossing. And there's one thing that I've noticed, and I'll just read the last part of this one more time. It's also alleged that Fulham failed to ensure its players conducted themselves mm -hmm. in an orderly fashion. This goes back to – all the times that we've seen, I shouldn't say all the times, but there have been a few occasions, Amelia, where we've seen the players run over to the ref, crowd mm. the ref. And I'm thinking, why are they doing this? It's yeah. happened more than a couple times. I, yeah. I think it's fair to say that. And I'm getting concerned about that because it also shows to me that they are crossing the line, mm. that they are not just playing hard, that they're going above and beyond that. And 
for me, what bothers me is that the culture that they built, which I think has been positive in so many ways, playing like a team that, again, is not an easy pushover. But I think there's a line that you don't go over, and I think they are going over that. Yeah. And that's why I think that might be why we're seeing them crowding the ref, getting in their face. There's no place for that in my mind. There's They no. should not be doing this because, again, we're talking about acting in a certain manner. You can be upset, but you should not be taking it to that extreme. And I think at times like we've seen that this season, Emilio. So yeah. I just saw the last part of that excerpt that I'm thinking it's – to do with what's been also what's been going on with Fulham that they they have to stop doing that they have to change and they have to understand that there's a line that you don't go over yeah and the thing here is you know it's like the club didn't do enough to stop that actually when you've got your manager actually about the forefront and the one that actually kick-started things off you know what hope have we got who, who else can come in Tim Ream I saw Tim Ream coming in a little bit late to the, late to the party trying to trying to you know trying to calm things down but what so uh, that's why I'm like an apology and explanation. Forget the fact that the VAR decisions first half didn't go our yep. way. We know that that's that shouldn't interfere with the likes of Marco Silva and Mitrovic taking physical action in some way or verbal action. <clears throat> that's verbal abuse, physical abuse. That's not acceptable in any workplace, let alone football, when you're being watched by millions of people globally. Sorry, it's it's uh, who whoever condones that. I'd, I'd like to have a private conversation with them because that's. You know, you're effectively saying it's okay to verbally abuse or physically abuse an official. That's that's not right. That's not right. No, it's not right. I want to share this <coughs> comment from our friend Steve Reynolds, taking it a little bit different direction. Mm-hmm. Whilst I agree yeah. with the comments, it's yeah. not a fair playing field with regard to the top six teams. I'm not going to disagree with what yeah. Steve's saying here, but we need to separate, I think, Emilio, the actions of what Silva and Marco did compared to this we have a right to talk about this, yeah. and I'm going to mention this, and Steve and I talked about this off-air. After I watched it back and had 24 hours to really look at it, Fulham have a good argument for two penalties in the first half. Yeah. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it because that uh, Manchester United, that the top six teams get yeah. the calls and we don't? There's an argument to be made. Yeah. However, you need to be acting professionally yeah. and not yeah. going over the line. So whereas I understand where Steve's going on this, I'm not disagreeing with him. No. We have to look at the actions of Fulham. You need to act properly. And they mm. did not act properly, yeah. Amelia. Exactly. And you know, you know, Steve is spot on. You know, the top six teams do get the decisions. You know, that, that is fair. No one's disputing that. It doesn't make it right to go and physically and verbally abuse those officials. That's my point. You know, whoever you are, whether you're Fulham, Brentford, any other, even Man United, you do not take that level of action into your own hands, which is why they're going to be punished for heavily. The club should be fined heavily, and I also like I said with the fight, the club should also fine the two, the the coach and the and Mitrovic appropriately as well. So it's but taking no action means it's acceptable, and other other players will will continue to you know will do the same. Exactly, the, Emilio. That's why they know. need to take action. I'm going to share yeah. some comments. I don't mean to jump in, but I want to share these comments. This is from our friend Wayne Walden. <clears throat> I've been a Fulham fan for over 40 yeah. years now, and I've never seen this happen at this yeah. club that I love. Good comment. This is yeah. from our friend Chris Goodwin. Very interesting comment from him. He is a Liverpool supporter. There needs to be a new directive from next season to stop players mm. approaching yeah. the referee in great numbers as kids will see this and copy it on Sunday football 
and insult local refs. Great point by Chris. Great point. Great I'm point. with you 100% on this, Chris. It sets a very bad example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. It's, it's, it's unfortunate it's happened at our club. But the fact it's happened at our club doesn't mean we can defend their actions. That's my point. You know, I was humiliated what I saw. I was embarrassed by what I've seen. And Wayne, like yourself, I've supported, I've been watching the club for over 40 years myself. When have we ever seen this in any in any club happen frequently, but in a, let alone Fulham Football Club? That's why I'm just, I'm just humiliated. I'm lost for words what I saw yesterday. So take action, FA. Fulham Football Club, take action. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. The biggest fines possible, the biggest bans possible, they won't do it again. To be honest, it's unfortunate I'm saying that. I don't say, oh, Mitrovich, oh, don't, you know, you get, you get off scot-free this time, but don't do it again. No, you've done it. You pay for it. And if it means a six-plus match ban, so be it. That's it. We have to move on. And that's where I want to go now, Emilio, because it's easy to write off the rest of the season. I've seen others already do this. So I, I want to now talk about the fallout. We're talking about what we think is going to come down to Fulham's best striker. Alexander Mitrovic to Marco Silva, what that could mean. And we're also not mentioning, but what's mentioned now, William's going to get a ban too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be dealing without William for some time. We're going to be dealing without Mitro for some time. They're going to come back from this international break with winnable matches. And they're obviously going to be without Mitro and William. But I'm here to say that you could take this negative that we're dealing with right now and Marco Silva can do all the right things and say the right things and take action to make sure this doesn't happen on his watch again and take personal responsibility. Hopefully both take personal responsibility. It sounds like that Marco's already done that a little bit in his um, comments after the match. I'd like to see a little bit more from him, but more importantly, get it through to your club, go through this, and then move on because Mm. there are winnable matches. I don't want to throw out the rest of the season, Emilio. There's still Mm. an opportunity Mm. to do something special. They can take this negative and turn it around. I want to get your thoughts on this because it's easy to say the season's over. They're going to struggle. Thank God we only have 39 points. I've seen that. Okay. But why should we settle for 39 points? Why should we settle for 10th? They need to continue to play. They need to turn this sucker around. And look, the, you know, the season isn't over yet. How many games have we got left? 11, I think it's 11 games we've still got to play. So there's a lot, lot to play for, right? You know, European football still out there for those who you know, think it's the right thing for the club. There's still opportunity against European football. I don't think we will. I think we have tailed off in recent weeks. But at the end of the day, it's... Mitrovic hasn't been himself the last two or three months. I thought yesterday he had a good first... I thought he looked quite good yesterday. It was in the right place to score the goal. Should have had a couple of penalties as well in the first half. Great save from De Gea with a header. So, to be honest, Mitrovic was involved yesterday for obviously the right and the wrong reasons here as well. But, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold from there from while I've been away the last few days. But, uh, but look, we, we, you know, we, we've played without Mitrovic you know, for the last two or three months. Right. You know, and then we've, we've had some good results without him. Especially. We can regain the form at the turn of the year when we beat Palace away. Southampton, right. Brighton, Chelsea, a bit more fight, a bit more grit. You're not always the right quality. Then, you know, we're still enough points in the bag to actually push up the table and finish, you know, maybe top eight, top nine, to be honest with you. I think we've got Aston Villa now close on our heels in 11th. We're, gu- we're probably guaranteed 11th place. 
But I think we'll all be disappointed finishing 11. So I think there's still a lot to play for now and with or without Mitrovic. So at the end of the day, we've got to 39 points with not with Mitrovic playing every game. So we can continue to play a number of games without him. And to be honest, he hasn't been top of his game. and He's still carrying a knock. But yesterday, cut him a bit of slack prior to the incident. He looked, he looked back to his sharpest best, to be honest with you. He, he was involved. Okay, very good. Coming up next to end the show, I do want to talk a little bit more with Emilio about the match and what we can take out of it moving forward for the rest of the season. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Emilio, to finish this up, I wanted to take it in a little positive way, okay? Because we've really, I think, really gone at the club, and I think we deserve to go at the club for everything that's happened. I'm talking about with the situation with Mitro and Marco Silva and, and Fulham in general, and hopefully Fulham will do the right things as we have been laying out there. But I do also want to focus on the match, and I want to talk about how different they looked in this match compared to the last couple of matches and how vital Jao Polina is to Fulham Football Club right now. <laughs> because, Emilio, you watched it with me. I thought Fulham had a very good chance to win this because <laughs> – you were adding Jao Polina. You were taking out Casemiro, and they were toothless. Yeah, Manchester United in the middle of the pitch. Now I know you're not the biggest fan of Harrison Reed, but let's give Harrison yeah. Reed a little credit. Yeah, yeah he played, played well. very well. Yeah, played back in his familiar role. Then mm-hmm. you have Polina doing <laughs> what Polina does, and it's a domino effect all over the pitch. And then you have William back mm-hmm. on the left working with Jedi, it all seemed to be flowing. It reminded me of why foam are where they are right now. They looked like that team, Amelia. They can play with Manchester United. They can beat Manchester United. So I know we're focusing on the fallout and everything that happened, the moments of madness, but there are some positives to take out of this. Yeah, and you look, it's, you know, we got, what was it, the last kick of the game at Craven Cottage against Man United. We should have right. won that game. And instead, look, we got sucker punched and Casemiro scored with a, literally the last kick of the game. So <clears throat> Man United were poor again yesterday, but we made them look poor. Exactly. Played, That's been my point, Emilio. We played with high press throughout the game. We went we went out, they were determined to win the game. I think, it was, I think the fact that it was a one-off game, not two-legged type of game, I thought, you know what, nothing to lose. All the pressures on Man United in front of their home fans and... We took the game at them, you know, the Luke Shaw incident, you know, that, why did that not go to VAR? Why did that? that, And that's, that's probably where Marco Silva was coming from. You know, you don't, you know, you didn't even get to VAR. And then basically one moment of that, you know, one, at the end of the day, let's look at why, why did we concede the the goal, the the ball early in the lead up to Man United's penalty? That's that's a separate matter, but 
you know, we we were dominant for 70 minutes. You know, Diop coming back into defence just felt we felt more secure. More, you know, he, he was he was he was immense, wasn't he? You know, he was he was a, a leading figure in that back four. And overall, you know, how many saves did uh, Leno need to make? He wasn't he wasn't tested at all, to be honest no. with you. And the fact is, one nil up. And also the other incident, I think, when when Mitrovic got you know, his heel, his back of his heel got kicked. There were two was, times. Me and Steve Reynolds were going back and forth. I said, that to me looks like, why is that not going to be AR as well? And he said, he said, it would have been soft, but I've seen penalties given for that this season. So it goes back about consistency. If that was at Brighton or maybe at Brentford, that might have been given because it was Old Trafford. It probably was given, which is why Marco Silva reacted the way he does. But right. again, doesn't make it right to go and physically or verbally abuse the officials, no. whether you like the decisions or not. But look, 70 minutes, 1-0 up. Mitrovic nearly scored a second. Good De Gea save. That would have been game over. But my point is, you can see the penalty. William, you know, maybe should have just let the ball go in, but he, he handled it, deserved to get sent off. But, four, you know, 11 against 10, 1-1, one, one, 20 minutes to go. You're still in the tie. Yeah. And then within two minutes, three plays up, three people off. Second goal scored, game over. Yeah. <coughs> Chris basically yeah. sums this up very well, our friend Chris Goodwin. Sadly, the madness events mm-hmm. will overshadow the first 72 minutes where Fulham were the better side and deserved to be leading yeah. and heading to a 1-0 win. Now, to be fair, that was going mm-hmm. in the back of the net. That mm-hmm. was going in the back of the net until William did what he did. Let's be fair there. Yeah. But beyond that, Emilio, like you said, mm-hmm. Why not give it a go even yeah. down a man? Because they did enough. They deserve to be where they were. They deserve to be up one nil. Dare I say they deserve to be up more than that. Exactly. So exactly. that's what I'm taking out of this. I am upset at how it all played out with the madness. But I'm also looking at how far this club has come under Marco Silva and the players. Because I've watched them play at Old Trafford several times. Emilio... Those first 72 minutes might be the best I've seen. It's obviously mm. going to be different for you because you can go back much further. But for me, that's the best I've seen them play at Old Trafford for those yeah. 72 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great, you know, it's a great performance, and they were there for the taking. And we took we took the game at them. Um, we made them struggle. Look at the, even the corner count. Look how many corners we had in, in the lead up to that goal. You know, the fact that it took. Sending off a William, albeit they would have scored from that had he not handled the ball. Right. Mitrovic being sent off for them to score a second goal straight after the third goal in, in in injury time. So you could argue Man United only won the game because they were playing <laughs> with two extra men. And that was my point as well. It's right. Marcus Silva, Mitrovic, thanks to your actions, you've lost us this cup tie. And that's why and that's why I can't accept that. You know, the end, I I want an apology. that's why I won an apology from the club. <laughs> However good or bad a player you are or a yep. manager you are, doesn't mean it's appropriate to do what they did. And it's, it's just disappointing. And Chris is right. That minute, that two minutes of madness has so, overshadowed 70 minutes of dominance on a, on a world stage, a great, you know, great stadium. And, you know, we, we should have gone away with a victory playing Brighton over Albion and a winnable game to get to the final at Wembley. So it's, um, that's what, it's just so incomprehensible, to be honest with you. I can't, I can't, can't explain. I understand that, my friend. And listen, I, I want to thank you for spending this half hour with me at the mm. last moment you decided mm. that you had enough time to, uh, to do this. And I'm glad that you did, you know, and again, I, I caught you at, at a moment's notice to come join me. So thank you so much for doing this, Emilio. And I know it's difficult to talk about, mm. but we say this all the time on cottage talk. We feel better after doing shows yeah, like this. I got to tell you, 
We I do. feel better doing this. I do feel better because we got to get it off our chest. Now I've done it twice. So I, I feel much better. And I hope you got something out of doing it. Yeah, let's put a let's put a poll out there. Let's ask the fans, you know, whether they think it's appropriate for the club to be, you know, the two questions we've asked on the show tonight. Because you know, I'd like to see what the reaction is. Because doesn't matter how good or bad, like I've said, that there's there's certain places where you can do certain things and others you can't. And that one in the public spectacle, yep. you don't behave like that. Okay, so whoever, I will actually put out are, a poll. Yes. Whoever you are, whether you're Fulham, Brentford, Man United fans. If fans go and attack a referee, official, do you think the fans are going to say, oh, get away scot-free, you, d- you don't do it again? They'll be banned for life or they'll be banned for two or three years. Why should the players and managers have different treatment? You've attacked verbally and physically. You deserve to be punished, whoever you are. There's no question about it. That's just, that's the law. It's, in, you know, it's inappropriate. Sorry, it's inappropriate. Okay, very good there, my friend. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up this show. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cars Talk. For Emilio Danello, the foam shadow, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cars Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.